Evening, everyone. If you weren't here right at the very beginning, it's a really warm welcome to you. And I'm Pete. I'm the vicar here at St. Basil's. It's lovely to have you uh, with us. As I mentioned right at the beginning, the theme for our carols uh, this year at St. Basil's is a peace like no other. A peace like no other. What we're trying to say, really, is that there are a whole bunch of different ways to find peace in the world. It's not the only way to find peace through Christianity, but there are different types of peace, a bunch of different ways to experience a kind of peace. But that Jesus offers us a peace like no other. It comes from this bold statement from Jesus uh, that we read about in John 14. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I do not give to you. I give you peace, but I don't give it to you as the world gives it to you. So do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So how might the world uh, give peace to us? What are the alternative sort of pathways uh, to peace, if you like? Well, where there is a lack, think about this maybe in your life, even right now, where is there a lack of peace, something troubling going on in our life? We may try various different things. We may try and bury it. And uh, some of you have heard me tell a story before. It's my favorite analogy for this. Uh, but if you try and bury things in your life, I once weed in a wetsuit as I was going in. It was a very, it was quite a nice wetsuit, well-fitted wetsuit. Uh, and as you're in, as you do, I mean, we all do that, right? That's just, that's not an unusual thing. Uh, as I went into the, the shallows, it's not a problem. It's still not a problem. But as you get into the deeper stuff and as the pressure builds on your wetsuit, uh, it basically sprayed straight out of the top of my wetsuit as the heavier waves crashed against. The thing is, you can bury stuff. You just can't bury it for very long, especially when the pressure comes on you and the waves come on you. Am I there? Did that land as an analogy? Okay, we're good. You can bury stuff. You definitely can for a bit. You can wee in your wetsuit. But if you go in too deep, it will spray out the top. It will spray out over others in your life. We can bury stuff and we sort of think, oh, so it's gone, it's down there. So I'm sort of at peace. I'm sort of at peace. It's right down there. Uh, but it's going to spray out. And we all know that. Uh, I should stop there. I should, I should stop there. Lisa's, get, Lisa's my cue. She's my cue on this stuff. I think I should stop there. So if, if there's something troubling, we may try and bury it. You can only bury it for so long. You may try and ignore it. And on a more serious note, we went through some financial difficulties. The equivalent for us is opening the door and kicking in. Uh, the sort of um, envelopes out the way or going to the, the, the bank and just not looking at the bank account but just hitting £10 and hoping. You can sort of ignore stuff and pretend it's not there, right? And there's a sort of peace there because you sort of just, it's over, it's over there, I'm not looking at it, I'm just kicking it out the way and I can just ignore it for a little bit. But what did I get? I got skin lesions and I started getting vertigo and I started having to take days off work for anxiety, etc., etc. It catches up with you. It's not real peace. It's a moment's peace. It's a sort of ignorance. It's bliss kind of thing. Keep it over there and we won't worry about it. You might try and escape some sort of worry in your life. Uh, I think it's a sign of the last couple of years of this pandemic and how difficult it's been that, that I'm on season 17 of Grey's Anatomy. Like Grey's Anatomy. We got some fans? Okay. First 16 seasons were free. Se season 17 is going to cost me. But I think, it, I think it's worth the 17.99. Grey's Anatomy. Peter, you're right. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Well, why are you on season 17 of Grey's Anatomy then? I've been trying to escape stuff, but the thing that was there at season one is going to be there when that last, that, that last dramatic finale happens at the end of season 17. No spoilers, please. Not that anyone else has made it that far, I am sure. 
you can escape it. There's a bit of peace. I like the fire being lit and watching some TV. It feels good for a moment. I can kind of go to sleep and it's fine. But I'm escaping something. It's not real peace. You write paper over it. Maybe you've got relational tension in your life. Well, just, it's fine. It's fine. And Jesus talks about being peacemakers, not peacekeepers. So it's all about we try and keep the peace a lot in our lives. We just keep it. It's fine. Keep the status quo. Don't mention it. Don't drag it up. Don't, oh, we're fine. It's sort of peaceful as it is. But Jesus comes in to make peace, and that often stirs stuff up. You can try and control it, right? This is a big one for all of us. We've got something going on in our life. Let's control our way to peace. If we're on top of it, if we can control it, then it's all going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm on top of it. I'm on top of it. And I could talk about the finance stuff again, but what about trying to, um, in the build-up to having a child, and there's sort of like, you go through and you get all your stuff in line, your bag's packed, and everything's ready, and it's like, I've got my birth plan, not my birth plan, but our birth plan. <laughs> but men always say, our birth plan. Uh, and it's like, and, and you sort of, it's in line, I want it to be like this, and this sort of medication, but not that medication, da, 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 it's fine. And then you get there. And you can't control it. You just can't control it anymore. And this really hit home for me with our second child, Kit, and, he, and, and we're in our second emergency C-section, and you sort of, I'm there next to Anna, and then and Kit is pulled out, and then he's put on this, in this bowl uh, just right next to me, and uh, he's blue, and he's not breathing, and his heart's not beating, he's not crying, and you wait for that cry, and it doesn't come. And he's there, and I remember that like it's an eternity. It was in reality about seven seconds before they whisked him off and took him for five, six, seven minutes next door to receive emergency CPR. Longest five, six, seven minutes of my life. Could have been three hours. In that moment, I'm there holding Anna's hand, and it's like, we, we, had, a, we had a plan. We were trying to stay on top of this so that it was fine. It's fine, it's going to be fine. Stay in control, get it all right, judge it all right, or whatever, be in control, right? Then there's just moments where your control runs out, right? You just can't keep the peace that way. You just can't keep on top of everything that is going on in your life all of the time. If you run a business over this last couple of years, you know, and you suddenly your, your customers dry up, well, you can have the best marketing or whatever, whatever, but if the customers dry up, you're not in control anymore, and it's really, really difficult. Control is peace to a certain extent. It doesn't last through all circumstances and all of your life. We may finally try and earn it, sort of uh, accumulate stuff, get everything we want in life so that we will feel peaceful. Are we fine when I have? Well, if I have that, then it's the if-then way to live your life. Or if, but if I get that, then I'll be. And we sort of earn our way to a, a comfort and a peace. Think of it like climbing a mountain. Each handhold as you go up is a little promise a little promise of peace when I can just get that and I can just get that better life work balance and I can just get that car that's got more room for this or whatever and you kind of reach for the next handhold but the problem is with each promising handhold there's a disappointment right because there's another handhold just slightly further up and that one promises even more than the one you're on and so there's this satisfaction that was there at grip one and grip two is still there at 17, 18 as you climb up there is no summit to the mountain where you earn your way to peace, you can't get there because there's always more. And so there's always disappointment with the present. We can try and bury our way to peace. We can try and ignore things to feel peaceful. We can escape things to feel peaceful. We can paper over things, control things, and earn our way to a kind of peace, a momentary peace. But is it really, really, if we're honest, peace? You see, we're all, so like to think of it, we're all involved in, in a bit of a dance 
Uh, and that dance, the, the, the partners in the dance are circumstances and our soul. Bear with me in this. Uh, the circumstances, the things that are happening in your life, the things that are going on. That's one of the partners in the dance. And on the other hand is your soul, who you really are at the deepest level, your contentment at the very, very deepest part of you, how you're really doing at the deepest level. And these things, they're in a, I mean, I don't know what we're, should we, what's this, a waltz? I don't know what we're in here. Um, but I needed some space just for that. That was, that was the moment that I needed it for. We're all involved in a dance, our circumstances and our soul, who we really are, our identity, our core sense of satisfaction and, and contentment. They're in a dance, constantly affecting each other as you go through life. But the question I'd love to ask us tonight, and I've been asking myself in preparing this, is which one is leading the dance? Which is the lead partner, is that the thing? The one that leads the dance? Is it the circumstances of your life, or is it you and, and, and your, your peace at a deeper level that leads your circumstances? For many of us, it will be the circumstances of our life that leads us along. And that's sort of all right, right, when things are going well. Although even as you are led up that mountain, it still seems to disappoint your soul. You don't seem to quite reach that peace at a deepest, deepest level and then suddenly your dance partner the lead partner your circumstances they all come crashing down and actually things aren't okay and your heart your soul who you are is being led by them into a, a state of well a lack of peace other way to describe this is a german theologian called helmut thielicker he was a prominent theologian in the second half of the second world war and he had this amazing sense of calling to do to, to the spiritual reconstruction of germany in the aftermath of the war and he he tried describing the peace that he has found in jesus like this in the backdrop against a war and he said that he described two paintings uh, and he says, like, the first painting is like this. Imagine sort of those, like, Victorian, moody sort of paintings, all right? And so in the background of painting number one, it's stormy and troubled and moody, right? And the weather's all, like, it's all stormy and dark and moody. And then in the foreground of that picture, it's pretty dark too, but there's a patch of light. There's a patch of light. And in, in that foreground, there's all these people playing around. And they're in their, that's their circumstances. That's the foreground of their lives. And there's this patch of light. So hold that in your mind, painting number one. Backdrop is stormy and moody and troubled. The foreground is too, but there's a patch of light in the midst of it. And then he describes a second painting. And in the second painting, the foreground is all troubled. It's dark and it's moody and it's troubled. But the background behind it, the sky, the horizon, the shoreline, whatever it is that you can see in the background is bright and light. And he says that in painting number one, this is the, kind, this is the piece that the world can offer. So against a backdrop that might feel stormy and chaotic and troubled, in the foreground where there's trouble still, there is a patch of light. And if you can get yourself into the patch of light, if you can escape for a moment from your troubles, if you can bury them away and keep them aside, if you can get into that patch of light, you'll feel some peace. But it will be a momentary peace. It will be a, it will be a reprieve from the troubles. It will be a break, a pause in the chaos just for a moment. And you can feel some peace. But when you look over your shoulder, when you look all around you, it's still trouble. I've got to stay in this little patch of light to feel peace. 
In the second painting, the foreground is troubled. In fact, there isn't a patch of light, a miracle bit to escape to, to feel fine and for everything to be all right. But when you're in those troubles and everything is going on around you, and perhaps we can identify with that a little bit over these last couple of years, in these circumstances, you look over your shoulder and you see that the sky is light and bright and there's peace on the horizon. And actually, the backdrop to your life, there is a peace that shines over and covers over your whole situation. For Helmut Thielica, that was the peace that Jesus offers. That right in the midst of your storm, you can look over your shoulder and know that the sun has risen, that Jesus is here. But even more than that, rather than having to escape your circumstances into the patch of light to get a reprieve, to get the Grey's Anatomy episode and sit in front of the fire and have a beer and get the break, which is amazing, by the way. But it doesn't last into the new morning. It doesn't last. You've got to face it eventually. What Helmut Thielica would say is, as you look over, you'll see that all is well. Jesus is with us. Jesus has gone to the cross and he's won over all uh, of our circumstances. But more than that, he's right there with you, right in the midst of the troubled circumstances. He brings a peace right there, not that you have to escape them. And this is the trouble with painting number one, is it's exhausting. It's an exhausting way to live because you've got you've to orchestrate your circumstances. You've got to keep things or just right in order to feel at peace. What if they're not? What if they go wrong? What if I can't keep control of it? What, oh, I do have to wake up tomorrow and face it again. That's the kind of exhaustion that comes from painting one, the, the peace the world can give. There's moments, and those moments are great, and we're grateful for them. But in painting number two, two he is with you right there in the troubles. And every time you look back over, you realize there is hope and there is a peace on offer because the battle has been, the war has been won. There may be battles going around you, but the war has been won because Jesus has come to us. Coming into land, just to say this term as a church, we've been studying Philippians. And there is this moment where the author Paul uh, St. Paul, who's in prison, likely waiting to die, not much going for him. He says he's learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So whilst in chains, whilst awaiting death, whilst being accused of all kinds of wrongs, whilst being beaten, Paul is able to have a joy and a contentment. In that foreground, in that troubled foreground of his life, because he knows that no matter the storm in the foreground of his life, Jesus is with him. He is with him, comforting him, strengthening him, forgiving him, and giving him peace. You see, in the second painting, and in Paul's life, and I hope you'll find in many of those here at St. Basil's lives too, the soul leads the dance with the circumstances, the soul that knows its worth in Jesus, and we will sing that as we sing our holy night in a bit. The soul knows its worth to Jesus, that knows Jesus is with us, that knows there is an ultimate victory that has been won over everything we've ever and ever will do wrong. That kind of a soul can take the circumstances of our lives on a dance with a peace at our very core. Yes, this is 
crap, yes, this is difficult, and all of the above. And yes, there is a storm all around me, but Jesus is with me, and he loves me, and he's not left me, and he never will leave me, and he is leading me towards that horizon that is bright and is light. These last couple of years, have they not? They've shown us all what it's like when our circumstances that we were keeping just so finely tuned get just obliterated in front of our eyes. And I realize we sit here tonight in a bit of a strange moment. We don't know what's coming over the next few weeks. It's another moment of uncertainty. Oh, the storm, the winds, they seem to be coming a little bit again. And here we are, paused to reflect on the gift of Jesus right into the middle of that storm. One of the prophecies, and I've only really realized this this year as I've been looking at scriptures around Christmas. One of the prophecies about the coming of Jesus that we'll be celebrating this Christmas is in Isaiah, just after the one that we had read earlier, where he's called the Prince of Peace, that passage that we were just having. In this passage, it says this, the Lord is exalted for he dwells on high. He will fill Jerusalem with justice and righteousness, and he will be the stability of your times. That's a prophecy about Jesus. Lord, he'll be be exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Jerusalem, picture for civilization, with justice and righteousness. He will do that. And he will be the stability of your times. We have lived and continue to live through some of the most unstable times of my shortish life. Our circumstances at the moment really offer us no stability whatsoever. And they haven't for the last couple of years. And it's been a really undoing experience for lots of us. Our circumstances have offered us no stability whatsoever. But this is the promise I'd love you to hold on to this Christmas. This is the peace like no other. Not the burying it, escaping it, ignoring it controlling it, earning it. None of that can offer this. This is the peace like no other that we're talking about. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, which means he's come close, is our gift this Christmas. And he, not your circumstances, not your bank balance, not your career, nothing else, will be your stability. He is the stability of our time. So this Christmas, in all the chaotic circumstances we find ourselves in. Can I encourage you, whether you've been a Christian for 30, 40 years, whether you're not a Christian here tonight, would you pause and amidst it all and consider Jesus? Look at him, pause, read about him, gaze upon him. Consider how his love for you, his example of a life trusting his Father and filled with the Holy Spirit, His being with you everywhere you go. His victory on the cross over anything you've ever done wrong. Meaning you can be washed as white as the snow. His adopting of you into his family, and that can happen here at St. Basil's if you'd like that too. How he, Jesus, might be your stability. How he might bring you a peace like no other that the world can offer. Amen.